0: Did you put on your mage armor? No, I put on my Devoth armor. This. <laughs> you guys are the worst role players
1: of all time.
0: That's coming from Joe. That's low.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs>
2: you see the interior of a dark room. A thick, sturdy mast beam runs up from the floorboards through the ceiling, hinting that the room is part of a ship's interior. Through the window, bright sunlight slices through the dark room, catching floating specks of dust. Where the sunlight hits the floorboards, you can see an unmoving body, sprawled in a heap, dressed for sailing. It's unclear if the sailor is dead, but the pool of blood growing from his torso doesn't speak well of his fortunes. From somewhere off screen, though certainly inside the dark room, the sound of violence can be heard. The heavy slapping of knuckles on skin and sharp, breathless yells of pain. No, please! I've never heard of them. Another bruising punch and whimpering shout, and a table crashes into view, overturned by the unseen conflict. A map case falls to the floor and rolls away from its fallen pedestal. You're making a mistake. If if you leave now, I won't tell anyone what you- ah! A small man comes tumbling into view, crashing over the fallen table. He lands hard on the back of his head and seems to leave his senses for a moment. You immediately recognize the fragile frame and halo of white hair of Rickety Hake, the owner of Rickety's Squips. The moment passes, and Rickety shakes awareness back into his head. With painful efforts, he hoists himself up on his elbows and drags himself back toward the unmoving body, all while gazing fearfully at his attacker. Ugh. Stop. I, I don't know. Slow, deliberate, heavy footfalls answer Rickety's plea. Rickety continues dragging himself back through the sailor's pooling blood. And and even if I did, I couldn't tell you. (sighs) We're a confidential business. Half of the free captains have come here. If I gave away their information, they'd come down on me. And they'll come down on you too if they find out what you've done here. A large figure steps into view. His muscular frame, bald head, and dark skin are all too familiar to you, Barnabas Harrigan. An angry scowl dominates his face as he closes the distance to Rickety. You talk too much, Hake. Barnabas lifts his leg and presses his large boot onto the old pirate's chest. Tell me what I want to know if you want to keep breeding. Before Rickety can answer, a shadow snuffs out the bright sunlight coming from the window. A moment later, the window shatters as a blur of yellow and brown explodes into the room. The blur tackles Barnabas to the ground, settling into the form of a spotted leopard. With Barnabas pinned, the large cat unleashes a furious barrage of claws and fangs, leaking his dark red blood onto the floorboards. The flurry of cuts only lasts a few seconds, though, before one of Barnabas's large, powerful hands finds its way to the leopard's throat and squeezes. He lifts the cat off him just enough to thrust a short sword into its chest. The leopard lets out a strangled roar of pain, and Barnabas hefts its quivering body to the floor next to him. By the time Barnabas stands back up, the leopard has morphed back into the dark-skinned form of Chandra Bristlewick. Looking up at Barnabas, Chandra weakly says, You'll pay for what you did here. Barnabas glares down at Chandra. Your threats don't concern me. He raises his sword arm. Wait! With trembling effort, Rickety pushes himself into a sitting position, his sticky, blood-soaked shirt clinging to his skin. Wait. Don't kill her. Leave her. Allow her to heal herself. I'll tell you about the half-orc. Devoth. He was here. Barnabas sheaths his short sword and turns his back on Chandra, facing the old pirate. As the camera slowly zooms into a close-up of the captain's glowering face, all you can hear is Chandra's wheezing breath from the floor, and, very faintly, through the broken window, the distant cries of a village assaulted. I want to know the new name of my stolen ship. The scene cuts to black. Hard slanted letters form the title screen. Book three. Tempest rising. Suck my dick. Welcome back to Tuesday Gaming. We are Swiss Army Scorpion.
3: <laughs> hey. That was brilliant. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking loved it.
2: So here we are in book three. More importantly, seventh level. How so many books we... are there? Six. Six?
3: Six. Six. Wow.
2: So before we get into anything else, let's talk about level 7. Who wants to go first? I'll go first. Okay. <laughs>
0: uh, I'm feeling very powerful. <laughs> Tell us about it. You can't handle my power. I'll let someone else go now. Just okay. know that you can't handle my power. Okay, who who wants to participate?
2: Uh, I guess I will go. Uh, Scram
3: has now... Uh, received fourth-level spells. Woo! Uh, He's already had a few uh, from Scrolls.
2: From that Whale Skull. Yep, and I believe that
3: they were Dimension Door and Black Tentacle.
2: Those are two extremely good fourth-level spells. They are.
3: Then I got two other ones. Um, Summon Monster 4, and then I got Telekinetic Charge. Uh, Summon Monster 4 is pretty self-explanatory uh telekinetic charge like a healing spell yeah (laughs) telekinetic charge is uh one that i could fling my allies into uh battle no way Uh, i think i can fling them up
2: to 10 feet now here here's an interesting question with absolutely no repercussions does it have to be a willing ally i don't believe so
4: (laughs) (laughs) i mean yes it does I think there was a will save involved, but like it it's according to the rule, it's technically harmless. But there is a will save involved.
2: Okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
4: but they do get one
3: free attack, one immediate action at a plus two bonus, though.
2: So, so you move them out of their turn as immediate action. They can attack when they get there. Yes. Can they
0: move back as the immediate action? No, no. no like you,
2: you use your immediate action to attack
4: as if you had charged on your turn, but you did it. On Scram's turn instead. Oh, gotcha.
2: Yep, it's a great way for Scram to like low key be a little bitch about like being mad at one of, like someone <laughs> on his crew. Like yeah. just throw Cheryl in the middle of like eight bruisers. Like even though that was tactically not where he should go at all. Well, Actually, I'm not like, gonna where, where he like, should scrams go. Scram's by himself, and there's like
4: people coming towards him, so he just uses that to just pull like DeVoth to plant him in front of him <laughs> as a
3: shield. <laughs>
4: That's a whole other thing. Uh, Scram
3: has now officially bypassed Devoth in HP.
4: I'm pretty sure you bypassed me last level.
3: No, I was at, I think I was at the same exact...
4: I'm pretty uh, sure you guys were tied. Yeah. I was at 33 before this. Were you? Yeah.
3: I th- for whatever reason, I thought you were at like
4: 37.
3: It's oh. official now. Yeah, yeah I, was, oh, okay. I, I was
4: at 33. I got 7 HP for this level. Oh, okay. Ooh, to bring me up to 40. It's unbelievable. Yeah. <laughs>
3: <laughs> Scram is now at 45 HP, and that's Scram's business. Take any interesting feats? Oh, yes. Uh, This is going to be a fun one. I got craft wondrous items. However, we were talking before session, and it doesn't seem so wondrous anymore. (laughs) It might take me a little bit to actually create
2: things. I mean, yeah, but meanwhile, you're equipping the party at half cost. Right. And especially considering... That I am limiting you guys to like the random magic item selection per settlement. You don't need to wait around for that if you really don't want to. You can just craft whatever you want. Right. Uh, as far as Wonders items go. Like not like rings or swords or armor. Several so all other the things. good stuff. Well, wondrous items are probably over 50% of all magic items in the game. So it's still a pretty big deal. No, it's an amazing uh, power boost for yeah. you guys to the point where I should probably be put doing something about it. <laughs> All right. Uh, hey, Devoth, what's yeah. your level 7 look like?
4: Well, my big shiny new thing for level 7, let's see here. I got the ability to something called Lore Master, which allows me to take a 10 on any knowledge check with, with which I have ranks. Okay. And once per day, I can just take a 20 on one of those knowledge checks as a standard action.
2: That's very Devoth of you.
4: <laughs> yes, it is. Um, and I also got an expanded use of versatile performance, because mm-hmm. Devoth does things other than oratory. Wait, you got an extra use of versatile performance? No, like, I I could apply a second performance versus okay. versatility, but I don't have okay. any other performances, so it's a useless thing. But the big thing that I got at level 7 is the ability to start my inspired rage as a move action instead of a standard action.
2: That is huge. Many rounds have been... Devoth just starting his rage and then needing to wait until next turn to do an attack. Yep. Now, here's something to consider. One of the performs is comedy. Devoth is very snarky.
4: This is true, but I think at least one of those skills is very much overlapping with what I currently have. Uh. And I like my skill ranks where they are. Like I've been taking my favorite class bonus in HP because I have not been rolling very well Mm -hmm. for the most part. So I haven't had a lot of extra skill ranks to play with. Right.
2: Okay. Well, we we can't go over Manny's 7th level because he did not level up. So uh, let's, uh, let's get right into things. So I gave you guys a breakdown of the loot that you have access to between Tidewater Rock, looting Lady Smithy, looting Royster. But we've got some more unique podcast worthy items to go over. So I'll go over those really quick right now. Oh, and by the way, uh, the cleanup crew uh, finds a couple things uh, worth mentioning. One is that they found Devoss Mechanical Parrot up in Lady Smithy's room in one of the dressers. Um,
0: What was she doing with that? That's
4: (laughs) weird. Basically, it it went to her instead of going to Sandera with the word of the Mass Shield's death.
2: Yeah, when DeVos sent the parrot to Sandera, Sandera had taken the ship out to do some pirating. The parrot showed up and just kind of bobbed in the in the cove for a while until somebody from the castle was like, "Maybe we should go see what that mechanical bird wants." Fucking parrot, then, right? <laughs> that little snitch. Yeah, little <laughs> fucking rat. <laughs> yeah, so there's that, and you also found two injured soldiers that didn't participate in the combat that had been injured from one of Sandera's raids, as well as the their two elderly. Folks that were, like, Lady Smithy's retainers and also the goat herd. Uh, Oh, yeah, the goat herd. Yeah. As far as animals, though, kind of starting from scratch. They kind of got killed in one of the crossfires of one of Sandara's raids. Because she tried sneaking around the backside where, like, the actual island was. So they
4: found two injured guards. They found the mechanical parrot. They found the goat herd. And And no goats.
2: No goats. (laughs) And the two old retainers. Yes. All right. So, also in Lady Smithy's room. They found a magic item called a far glass. I would like some spellcraft checks. That is going to be a 27. Okay. So you know that this is called a far glass. This telescoping brass spyglass functions as a normal spyglass and allows clear vision to the horizon three miles away at sea level. From atop a typical crow's nest or 70 foot tall tower like Tidewater Rock, this vision extends to over 10 miles once per day the user of the farglass can activate a clairaudience clairvoyance effect upon any location seen through the farglass's lens as long as the location is kept in sight through the lens the clairaudience clairvoyance sensor can move with the location this effect lasts for up to 5 minutes so it's a handy little spying tool and here's some of isabella's loot a heavy crossbow masterwork studded leather masterwork trident, a headband of plus 2 intelligence, Ooh. and an amulet of natural armor plus 1. She also has a magical sword and what looks like a compass that requires some spellcraft checks. That's a uh, 34. Okay, mm-hmm. give me a second one. Oh, second one. That's a 21. Okay. What do you what do you got, uh, Cheryl? I'm coming. A 30 and a 17. Okay. Well, you must have uh, checked them in opposite order of scram, so you guys got it. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> so the sword is called Brine's Sting. Brine's Sting is a slim plus one rapier with a hilt guard in the shape of a writhing purple sea snake. On a successful hit that deals damage, the target must succeed at a DC 14 fortitude save, or take a negative one penalty on attack and damage rolls for one round as salty brine drips painfully onto the wound. A new save must be made each time the weapon deals damage. So you hit multiple times in a round, that penalty is going to stack, but not the duration. Okay. Cool. On a successful crit versus a creature with the aquatic or water subtype, the target takes an additional 3d6 points of damage as its flesh cracks and withers from dehydration as salt crystals form around the wound. And I'll also tell you that the Farglass is worth 6,400 gold, and Brian's Sting is 10,320 gold. Oh
0: my god. Are we rich now? Am I totally you guys are, loaded?
2: You guys are pretty officially rich. Yeah, yeah we have a lot of it. stuff in our hold that we gotta sell
0: off. <laughs> my
2: god. So then you got this compass, uh, excuse me, it's an astrolabe, uh, oh. called Svingly's Eye. Unlike the heavy cast brass mariners astrolabes normally used at sea, this astrolabe is of the more common type found on land, made of flat discs of brass. In addition to an astrolabe's normal plus two circumstance bonus, Zwingli's Eye grants a further plus two competence bonus on knowledge geography, profession sailor, and survival checks when used to navigate on land or sea. Once per day, The user can make a DC 20 perception check while using Zwingli's eye as a move action to catch a glimpse of how things really are for one round as if with a true seeing spell while using the astrolabe's true seeing ability. The user can also see through concealment caused by smoke or fog and gains a plus 10 competence bonus on perception checks to spot hidden or disguised creatures or objects. Hmm. Zwingli's eye is worth 28,800 gold. God.
1: What?
2: And then you've got the Thresher, which has 10 light ballistae. Oh my God. 100 ballistae bolts, one cannon, eight cannonballs. And while searching the Thresher, you find a full body mirror in the captain's cabin with an ornate frame that itself is worth 500 gold, complete with a stone set into the top, which matches the pieces of deep platinum. You found thus far. Ooh.
3: Is it another ion stone? If Scram's
4: there, he tries to put it above his head.
2: <laughs> as long as you've got the like the nexus stone that works by itself, then yeah, it so would...
4: it flipped over my head. Yeah, okay.
3: <laughs> and well, no, he still he still puts it head. Like he's uncertain if that
2: thing. Like that's fair. Yeah. yeah no, it doesn't float over Scram's head, but <laughs> like, if he then puts it over Devos' head, who's got the we'll call it the nexus stone, it would. Orbit his head like an iron stone. It is part of the set. So uh,
4: there are now four pieces to the set that we have? I believe so. Because we have the one that the prince had, we have the one that the king had, mm-hmm. we have this one that was on the mirror, and the nexus stone that the old zombie thing had. Yes. Okay. And so- that's
2: everything. If you want more, fuck you. <laughs> <laughs>
1: We'll just
2: have to buy it. <laughs> we'll just have to steal it. We're pirates, nah, damn it! Even
1: better, Wait, <laughs> fishing village. This whole time I've been
4: buying stuff. You fool!
3: Scram! Kind <laughs> of like begs for the uh, vasted uh, for the intelligence
4: headband. Ooh. Yeah, you can have that, and it's like no one else is really going to put put well, it to use. So Cheryl's an intelligence base caster. Duh. True, but it doesn't <laughs> but intelligence doesn't define his character. It sure doesn't. <laughs> <laughs> well, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> <That one. laughs> I meant to That's say casting does not <laughs> define <laughs> his character, but it still works. Alex take the hero point. <laughs> That's pretty brilliant.
3: Scrim might throw his hat into the
4: ring for like uh, the natural armor. I mean Devoth already has one.
2: So I guess Cheryl. it would be between t- uh, Scram and Cheryl. Yeah,
4: Cheryl, do you have an amulet of natural armor?
0: Yeah, I got a belt of strength, baby. That's all <laughs> I need.
4: Do you have an amulet of natural armor? Oh, no. Okay. So, uh, yeah. You I'll guys... wait
0: for the uh, the plus three to roll around. You can have that dumpy plus one.
4: Okay. Okay. So Scram has an amulet of natural armor plus one.
2: Everything's coming up, Scram. Yeah, right. Okay, so uh, what's everybody else doing? Oh, I'll also uh, add... For the sake of the recording, even though I brought it up between sessions, that uh, all three all three ships have taken some damage, particularly the sails of the Thresher. And you come to find that those sails are actually silky smooth, made of silk. I don't know if you want to sell the Thresher, or if you want to just have it seafaring again, what you want to do with the sails specifically. But either way, they're in need of some repairs before you really do anything with them. Okay, So, proceed.
0: So, I was off around... Uh... Around the ship just following Devot's orders for uh shit's over, let's clean this up.
2: Yeah, you're probably like mopping up some blood stains on the poop deck or something.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Reevaluating my entire life. It's not <laughs> I'm not gonna feel really good about this until I get paid. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. Cheryl still hasn't been paid. <laughs> yeah. I'm like pretty sure that I'm gonna die at any moment because it's all been just madness since Real, I
2: joined. Real employee of the month over here. Like yeah. all joking aside. <laughs>
3: Scram immediately gets to work on the, um... Making a hole. Make hole and stuff like that.
0: Okay.
2: Sandera and, uh, Price Chapman can help you out with some make holes by praying to their gods. Okay.
4: All right. Devoth is definitely on board with, uh, giving the dead a proper funeral now that we've got some time to collect ourselves. Scram does
3: want to bring up to Devoth, uh... Devoth, I, I know this is, uh going to sound much more sinister than it actually is, but um, do we want to send off with all the items that they carried? Uh, I would understand if you wanted to, but I think it would benefit the ship greatly. To, oh. loot,
2: to loot the bodies of your allies?
3: I mean, in order to also have their memories with us. We don't have to sell them by any
4: means. Right, well, uh, Devoth did actually already have a plan for that. The mass shields, shields um, are going to be affixed to the prow of the ship. Mm-hmm. Basically one on you know either side of the point at the front of the ship. Mm-hmm. I will let Sandera decide what to do with Manny's hat, since that was hers to begin with. Mm-hmm. Like, she's welcome to take it back if she wants, or if she wants to let it go with Manny, that's on her. Mm-hmm. I was trying to think, like, what else did they have? um Sandera's
2: going to take the hat, and she's also going to take Manny's musket. No, she's not. She's not getting the musket. She has a problem with that if you don't let her. She's not getting the musket. What are you doing with it? For the
4: moment, Devoth is just kind of carrying it around. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, okay. Like, legitimately, we'll get there. Okay. (laughs) But, I don't know, the Masked Shield's armor was was given to him by Lady Smithy. Mm -hmm. So that will... Go back to her? No, but that'll like... (laughs) But other than that, I mean I'm not not too interested in like Manny's chain shirt. The slippers of spider climb will Take reallocate cuz those are yeah, brand yeah. new.
5: Um don't don't bury those. Yeah. But I'm just trying I'm just trying to think of what Manny had. Like he had, he had There's the probably not a lot else that yeah. would be super useful. But he had this uh mithril chain shirt. He had an amulet of natural armor plus 1 and I think he I don't even know if he had bracers. No, he didn't if have he had bracers. Had he might have had a else. ring. Maybe, but it was like a plus one ring, I think. Yeah. yeah, we'll we'll
4: take like the the
5: ring and the amulet and stuff off of them.
0: Give them a thorough looting. I
4: guess it's <laughs> one of those like it just seems like a mithril chain shirt is hard to just send
5: off.
2: Can, now, right. Can, if if you're at a loss of what else
5: to do with
2: their loot, like
5: as it being my character, my feeling is. I don't have a problem with his stuff being looted and then liquidated. I mean, hell, I would like the slippers for my new guy. Um, So, like, if there's pieces of Manny... I look at it as, like, an organ donor, right? Like, if there's pieces of him that we can use, like, absolutely, we should take it off of him and use it. Like, bury him in some nice clothing. That's not disrespectful, but, like, take the good shit.
2: You could always, like... Donate them to Besmera. Like, dump them off the side. No, fuck that shit. (laughs) (laughs) Donate them to
5: Devoth and his merry band of men. Like,
3: right, but I don't. I feel like if we make a habit of, like, (laughs) donating loot. uh, I'm just
5: saying, speaking from Manny's point of view, that's. He would be completely okay with this. He would not be looking down on this and saying, you fucking assholes. Like, so. That helps you make a decision.
2: And then. Manny's spirit sees someone saying, Maybe we should donate to Besmera and Manny, the follow of Besmera, is like, No fuck that. Don't give <laughs> yeah, it no, it no, that's exactly anything. what he would say though. Like <laughs>
5: that bitch. I don't, don't owe her it. shit. I didn't do exactly. that once. <laughs> I did it. <laughs> she got enough followers. I mean, at that point you might as well just bury it with me. It's just as useless.
3: <laughs> Can I make a like a roll check of, like, like, you know, pirate history to see, like, what the, uh, what, like, normal captain and crew would do in this situation?
2: I believe there's a, a common saying used by pirates, he ain't using it no more. Oh, okay. That sounds about right.
4: It's one of those, like, I do feel bad, like, I don't want to get in the habit of just, like, killing characters to steal their loot and come in with shiny new stuff, plus what the old character had. Yeah. I, plus, craft yeah. wondrous item. <laughs> <laughs> like it's one of the i i know from gm experience that that's like a very frustrating thing like oh my character died I, my new character is now super outfitted now yep.
2: that's why i almost never let people uh create new characters with the full wealth by level like i usually go down a
4: level just to account for the fact that they're probably going to get some of the old character stuff
2: yeah or else like the rest of the, the like the that, rest of well, the group will get a bit of a bump yeah from and it. it'll just slowly kind of
5: assimilate to the the whole Right, one
2: well, way or you know, another.
5: Stop killing people, and then you don't have that problem. <laughs> I'll never stop. <laughs> all right. Can't
1: stop, won't stop. <laughs>
4: <laughs> all right, so yeah, the we'll say the um all of their stuff we will add to like the ship's inventory, and we can divvy it out later. Okay, and then I suppose we're just going to take like at least two or three days just here at Tidewater Rock while people get the the ships repaired and ready to sail again during that time Devoth is actually going to kind of like after after we perform whatever ceremony, um it feels weird. Like we have our own little like island now, so I'm tempted to bury like Manny and the mass Shield like on the island instead of just the normal pirate funeral. But he
1: did own it. That's, That's true. A, it's a it's yeah. a pretty good tribute to bury him on Tidewater Rock considering they lost the well he lost his life yeah. fighting for it.
4: Alright, yeah, we'll do that then. So Manny and the Mass Shield and any of... Any crew members that died fighting in in the that Man battle. Ketcher cove? Yeah, in Mancatcher Cove. No. Okay. No, anyone that died in like Tidewater Rock. In oh, okay. Here.
2: I was going to say, you're going to run out of space. Like, no. <laughs>
4: Just like any any members of the crew that happened to die there from, from any ship. From any of the three ships.
2: Throw them in the pit. They're all going to get buried on Tidewater Rock.
4: Oh, wow, okay. But... That's including,
2: like, the whole garrison, Lady Smithy, Royster. Oh, no.
4: Lady Smithy and Royster and Isabella are mm-hmm. just getting dumped in the, in the water.
2: Okay.
0: What? You're not going to bury me next to my queen? No, because she's a
4: bitch. <laughs> Ow. Oh. <laughs> what about my
5: son?
1: It?
4: Fine. <laughs> the masked intern no, yes. will be buried next to the masked shield.
1: Yes. Nice.
3: But I'm burning rooster. <laughs>
4: Royster. (laughs) Go ahead. Rooster. (laughs) Devoth can't fault the garrison members for, you know, defending their home. Mm -hmm. Uh, He he definitely blames, like, Royster and Lady Smithy for the hostilities that just happened, and Mm -hmm. Isabella for being a dirty Swiggin. It's all her fault. Yes. For being a Swiggin.
5: (laughs) He's not okay with slavery, but racism. A-okay. I mean, she could have rolled any race she wanted. (laughs) <laughs> she chose a dirty Sahuagin
4: <laughs> Yeah uh, After that ceremony where we Inter them into the rock Devoth kind of just With Manny's musket is just going to retreat Like up into the Former Lady Agasta's like bedroom And just kind of like he's just kind of hanging out there Moping around
2: Okay. Every so often Senderek kind of pokes her head In the room she's like hey Devoth You still, you still using that musket I'm going to ignore her every time uh sorry you you're not even doing that. I, I guess I'll just leave you alone not using the musket. I'll be downstairs if you need me. Got it it's got Besmera's holy symbol on it. I could I can use it. First first floor, Devoth is mostly just kind of like
4: if you look on the map for Tidewater Rock, there's like a a looks like there's like a little couch or sofa in in there like in front of the fireplace. So Devoth is just kind of like sitting on that with the musket like across his lap. But he's just sitting there, like, alternating between, like, between looking at the musket and just, like, looking up into the fire. And, like, just, he's just almost, like, in a a fog at this point.
2: Anybody else doing anything with their, uh, essentially two days of rest?
1: Uh, Lemon would spend the first day working with the crew, getting everything, you know, the cleanup crew and everything. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, on the second day, I think I'm gonna go bother Devoth since he's been hiding up in the tower for two days. So there's his, <laughs> oh, if you
2: see Devoth up there, uh, tell him to quit wasting my fucking time and give me that musket already.
1: Yep, yep, got it. Burn the musket when I see it. I'm going go upstairs. Oh, oh, no, 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 don't do that. <laughs> I'm gonna give a good old knock on the door. Devoth? Uh, D- Devoth, you've been up here for a while. Are you gonna come down with the crew? Yeah, we'll see. Uh, g- well, do you want me to, Take care of it, then? Ugh, shit, fine. You you do whatever. Just just get it done. Okay,
4: right away. And I'll
1: go back downstairs and continue doing things.
3: Scram wants to bring up... Uh, uh, Scram brings up to Devoth. Um, do you want me to put up the silk sails onto the mascador?
4: After being <laughs> kind of like harassed by Sandera a few times and interrupted by Lemon and just, like, Scram coming up and asking about the goddamn sails is just, like, the last straw. Like, Devos just kind of, like, explode right now. (laughs) God damn it, would you assholes just leave me alone? Just go take care of it. just, Just go. Go away. Anything you
3: say, Captain? And then Scram kind of neanders off, uh, looking to do the
2: sail work. All right, so, uh... It's been about two days at this point since the Battle of Tidewater Rock. What's going on? I don't know. I've been holed up in this room for two days. Sundara's going to knock on the door again. Uh, She's going to poke her head in and say, My god. Are you still in here?
4: It appears so.
2: You know, Captain, you're not the only one who lost people during that battle. Why don't you start doing your job and lead us?
4: You know, coming from the person that lost the rock in the first place... I'm not really in the mood to take any shit from you right now.
2: Well, now that we got it back, you're really doing a fine job making use of it.
4: It's suiting me quite well right now.
2: I hope you're nice and cozy, Devoth. I guess the internship is, is fully repaired, so if you don't have any better ideas, I guess I'll go take my ship and go find some plunder to to earn. She y- leaves.
4: You'll take whose ship? Uh-oh.
2: From the, the dining room, because she's not in the room anymore. She says, feel free to leave your bedroom and stop me, Captain."
4: All right, yeah, Devon's going after her then. All right. You probably catch up to her on the stairs. With, like, the musket kind of cradled under one arm, I just, like,
2: grab her by the shoulder and spin her around. What did you say to me? Her, her eyes are kind of, like, puffy uh, when, when she gets spun around. And she's like, If you don't take control of the three crews that are milling about this island, and soon, they're all going to leave on you, Captain. You need to stop feeling sorry for yourself and do something
4: but what if I do the wrong thing again
2: you're doing it right now let me break the tension for you you're gonna make more mistakes but you need to do what Devoth does and not let it show cause that confidence is what keeps us together cause everybody else thinks Devoth has a plan and as long as he does we might lose a sailor or two along the way but we'll still get there
4: alright go tell the crews to gather what supplies they need, then ready the ships. We sail at
2: daybreak. Aye, aye, Captain. She turns around and continues walking down the stairs.
4: No, And Devoth does go back up into that bedroom again, but... Locks the door for two more days. <laughs> <laughs> no, but like anyone then coming up now would hear him in there, like, moving around, rummaging, like talking to himself a little bit, like...
2: Limbering up. <laughs> he's he's... he's got to have some massive couch sores by now. <laughs> Alright, so Sendera will... Yeah, as she moves through the castle, I'm sure she's passing plenty of sailors on her way. And then she, when she gets to the steps, uh, she's spreading the word. Everyone prepare to leave. Uh, we're leaving at daybreak, et cetera, et cetera. Mm-hmm. Um, I will
4: send out orders just for, like, I'm going to leave Badger at Tidewater Rock with, like, a couple sailors from the internship and a few sailors from the Mascador just to man, like, to keep an eye on Tidewater Rock while we go and get, like, recruit people to actually garrison the
2: place. Okay, uh, so let me ask you this. What are you doing with the Thresher, and what are you doing with the crew of the Thresher? Well, I was thinking that we're
4: going to give Knuckles a shot. Okay. What I'm going to do is I'm going to uh, i am going to go to the Thresher, and I'm going to go to the internship. I'm going to grab like a, uh, just like find like a loose plank somewhere, or just a little like, just some kind of piece of wood from each ship, and grab it and take it back to the Mascador because I have a way of tracking their ships if I have a piece of them. Oh.
2: The steering wheels <laughs> yes i take the
4: steering wheels <laughs> i know where you're going because you can't go anywhere else <laughs> you're right where i left you <laughs> but no i just i go to each ship and i i i make a show of like inspecting them and trying to get the crews uh Morale back up a little bit after I've disappeared for a couple of days. Like, make a show of like, oh, you guys did a good job repairing this. Nice work here. And (laughs) kick a hole in the wall to take some wood with you. (laughs) I can find find like a piece here or there from the battle, I'm sure. Okay. All right. So, yeah, I just um, I do like a quick rundown of all the ships. Get everything ready to go. Tell Badger and her contingent what the plan is that they're going to be staying at Tidewater Rock for maybe like a week or two while I go to recruit a garrison to come back and actually man the place.
2: Okay. Now, you say you're giving Knuckles a shot, but what does that mean? Is um, he captaining the Thresher?
4: Yes. I'll, I'll let him captain the Thresher as long as he agrees that he is captaining under the mask the masked banner. The deal I'm offering him is this. He can either sail under Devoth's masked banner mm-hmm. and Devoth gets 20% of his plunder. Mm-hmm. Or we can sail the Thresher into port and sell it off for parts and he can go look for a new job.
2: Okay. If you give him that offer, he will agree to continue to sail the Thresher under your banner. Okay. So that said, are you sending Knuckles anywhere? Are you telling him to stay at Tidewater Rock for now? Or is he going with you Um, wherever you're going? The Mascador,
4: the Internship, and the Thresher are all going to slowly make our way to port peril.
2: Okay. So as you guys are doing your final preparations to set sail, uh you are approached by Ambrose Croup. Okay. So he approaches you. He says, uh glad to see you out under the sun, Captain. Uh, it's good to
4: be back in the air.
2: I'm just your simple uh, expository cook NPC over here, but uh <laughs> I I got some uh I got some thoughts to, to spit at you. So we we're pretty well known right now in the Fever Sea and say a fair amount of the people in the shackles have heard of us too, but now that we got this treasure man catcher cove, we got Tidewater Rock under our belts, I think that's something that we gotta start spreading around better. People don't just know us for fever sea raiders. I'd say by the time we get to Port Peril, we'd be in good shape if we had about twenty infamy under our belts. <laughs> <laughs>
4: Well, I'm not quite sure what you mean by 20 infamy, but uh yeah, what did <laughs> the we Rest learn? of it yeah. made sense. We're at 15.
2: Oh, wow, it's more peasy. than I thought.
4: <laughs>
5: <laughs> yeah,
4: we're at 15 infamy and 15 disrepute. That that sounds like a good idea, Kirk. We'll uh yeah, we're going to make our way for Port Peril, but there are plenty of plenty of places to hit along the way where we can spread word of our deeds.
2: And how? So, I've got a a general route you can take to like hit a bunch of ports on your way to Port Peril. Nice. God mapped out our path for us already. Oh I mean I think Devoth mapped it out, but uh (laughs) sure. So first would be Firegrass Isle. Uh you'd have to like go a little southeast first to hit that. And then it's kinda like a like a wide crescent around the north end of Motako Island and then to the east. Like northwest around Motaco Island and then to the east. And, I mean, you can hit as many of these as you want, or hit even more ports if you're not satisfied, but I thought you guys were closer to 10 Infamy, so you guys could probably hit this with... You could feasibly hit it with one single port, if you really wanted to, but... Yeah, well, let's uh, crank it up. Yeah. So, from there, you've got Magange Cove, and say hi to your old pal, uh, Baloo, and... Uh, oh, yeah!
3: Whatever happened to that guy? Oh, Who knows?
2: <laughs> You got Talldis Isle that has Little Opera on it. That's where Shield went to go buy all of his uh, farm animals. Then you've got the Ushinawa Isles that's got three settlements on it. Genzi is one of them. That's where you met Cheryl. Mm-hmm. Then it's also got Ro- Robu and Zabo. Then Motako- Motaku Island has four settlements on it Bogsbridge, Lily White, Rapier Bay, and Quent. And you've got Capre Kep- Dua uh, has. It has Alendron Harbor. Uh, but that har- that settlement, no non elves are permitted to leave the docks, but you can still conduct business.
4: So we, we we could dock there and like sell things and whatnot, but we wouldn't be able to go into
2: the city, the Correct. town. And you got Shenshu Bay, which is another like Chinatown, like Ushinawa Isles. And you got Chotsu and Haiguiwan. I don't know. Those two settlements on Shenshu Bay. And then you'll arrive at Port Peril. And bear in mind, each settlement you visit yields its own list of random magic items that you could buy. But then once you arrive at Port Peril... Anything's available there, pretty much. Not everything. I believe all minor and all medium magic items are available. But that the medium is just compliments of Lemons, uh, Black Market Connections, mm-hmm. and then a shit ton of major magic items.
3: Scram would I like to... Bring up to uh, Captain Devoth first. Uh, Captain, I've been uh, kind of experimenting lately, and uh, I, I think I got this uh, crafting skill down to the point where I think I can create some uh, items that would be useful for the ship.
4: Well, if you think you've got it down, let's see what you've got.
3: Would you like to place an order in?
4: <laughs> I don't know. You're the one with all the book learning. You You, you should know what's useful. Make me something good.
3: Uh, okay.
4: Alright, something to boost my strength would be appreciated. Okay. How about that? We'll start with that. Is there any any slot that you have that's filled that I should be, like, concerned about? I have one ring, I have an amulet, and armor. And I I have a cloak of resistance. Okay, so then I could go with a belt. That was the idea. uh, As for the price, is there any, like, stipulation, or... Um <laughs> Devoth kind of pats his hips like, well, at the moment I've got a whole lot of nothing but we have a whole like Ugh. hold full of stuff.
2: Got it. You can also look at it this way. If you're like, I can do some really cool crafting stuff now, any ideas, and then it takes you a month to have any results. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like a like a simple plus two belt would probably be a good start. That's, yeah,
4: that was that was my thing. It was just just give me like something basic for now, and then it'll take you four days. By the time we get to like the second or third city you'll have and more than enough time to have made that.
2: Yeah. Meanwhile, you guys are selling stuff as you as you stop and go. So, assuming you're taking that route, your first stop would be Firegrass Isle. So you go to Firegrass Isle. So the island itself is just like a barren island of dirt and rock. An odd tree here and there can be found, but the island is otherwise devoid of wildlife. You guys make a knowledge history check if you want.
4: Fifteen. Devoth's going to use his lore, lore master thing and take a 20 for a 24. Great. 27. Wait <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> it
2: was DC 10, so congrats, everybody. Uh, you know that Firegrass Island is named for the wildfire that consumed it nearly 200 years ago when a buccaneer named Knotbeard set his ship ablaze to thwart the pursuit of four Chellish warships. The fire sunk all five ships and also killed every living creature on the island. Uh, that's kind of a fuck up, huh? Yeah, right. Well <laughs> <laughs> Well, it depends on what I view mean, you're coming from. Yeah.
4: He didn't get caught.
2: Yeah. And late the island was later uh settled by some Shackles pirates who went who who looked at the loosey goosey rules of the Shackles government and went, Fuck that, it's too many rules. And <laughs> so they they went and started uh the settlement Goat's Head, uh, so they could be their own pirates within hmm. the pirate nation. So yeah, you're at Firegrass isle. You can sell plunder. You can make, uh, infamy checks. You can recruit whatever you want to do. All right. Um, yeah, I will, we will start recruiting here. We'll start
4: looking for, uh, you know, people to, to garrison Tidewater rock and replenish the people that were lost in the raids and the, the battle at, at, in the cove of Tidewater rock. Okay. So. how many days would it take for us to get over there? Was it intimidate bluff or diplomacy? To recruit, yes. I'm going intimidate. So that's a 28. Okay. Okay. Um, you guys want to give me an assist on the uh, infamy check? Intimidation. Intimidation. 15. 15, 16. First, all right. So I got plus four. I got from Scram and from Lemon. So that's a 36. And the the, the DC for infamy is. 15 plus average party level times 2, so 15 plus 14 is 29, so we beat it by 7. So that's 2 infamy and 2 disrepute. That is an auspicious
2: start. It is 1d4 plus 2 new recruits from a successful recruit check. You find 6 willing recruits.
0: Now, are these recruits or interns? (laughs)
2: Recruits. Yeah,
4: these are these are recruits for the Tidewater Rock Garrison. Gotcha.
1: The internship program died. Yeah.
2: <laughs> Violently.
1: <laughs> yeah.
2: <laughs> to answer your question from like 10 minutes ago, Tom, it'll take you like one day to get to... Not even a full day to get to uh, Firegrass Island.
4: Eight hours. Yeah, you could probably get eight hours okay. of work in the time it takes to get there. Yes.
2: All right. I'm um, going to keep track vigorously, so if I ask... Okay, so uh from there, uh the next stop is Magange Cove. All right. We'll say that you like spent the night at uh at Firegrass. Yeah. Next yeah, day sense. you go to Magange Cove, which is another less than one full sailing day. You can get a full okay. crafting day. Even if like you arrive before a full day, yeah, I I don't st- think anyone would fault uh, you
4: for staying on the ship to finish up what you were doing for the day. Yeah.
2: Right? Alright, you're you're now at Magange Cove and the settlement within named Ngozu. So uh, give me a breakdown of what you guys are doing
4: here. Uh, same thing we did in the last place. We're going to uh, do an infamy check and then we are going to uh, Yeah, we're gonna recruit. Alright, so I need uh, Intimidate checks again to assist with the infamy.
1: Twenty one. At this time.
4: Ten assists. So another plus four. On my twenty for a twenty four does not do it. Okay, so that
2: twenty infamy is going to be harder than we thought. I mean, <clears> it's a <throat> DC
4: twenty nine. My base is fifteen, so like, like I need to roll decently and get the assist from people <laughs> to, mm-hmm. to hit that. I just happened to roll really well last time. And let's recruit. Uh, I got a twenty six. You're fine for the year recruitment.
2: Okay. Any
4: any assists on that? I got a twenty-five. Okay, so uh, <laughs> I got th- a twenty-eight.
3: I think I'm staying on the ship, unless if I'm like done for the day. All right, thirteen
2: assists. Right. So thirty. Cheryl. Oh, uh, d- are we already
0: there? You want me to help? All right, eleven. <laughs> Thirty-two.
2: <laughs> Thirty-two. That'll get you a couple
0: PCs. Am I recruit? I was just helping to recruit. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you should join these guys. <laughs> so.
2: That gets you another six recruits, uh, two of which kind of stand out a little bit. I guess you guys are at the uh, the local arcane marks of N'Gozu, and uh, you see a Tengu with some very uh, very brightly colored mask? Feathers.
1: Well, feathers, yeah. <laughs> feathers. Okay. So uh, a classic Tengu, they have like the gray or black or black blue feathers, mm-hmm mine has spent a lot of time dying his feathers or weaving feathers that he's taken from native birds to try and make himself look more colorful like the tropical birds around here Uh his mask has a parrot nose on it so when he pushes it down it covers the top part of his beak so it replicates the look of a rounded parrot face that sounds
2: awesome they stand out and it's also very mysterious who this new recruit could possibly be uh <laughs> standing next to that tengu is a another figure who has a hood up but they they both kind of they they seem interested in what you guys are saying and they look like they're stepping
5: forward to answer the call for uh, as much as andrew's character's eye-catching mine is equally not as eye-catching huh. andrew stands out yours blends
0: in I thought you was a chair. <laughs> exactly.
4: We'll the chair away, is not a chair. <laughs> All right, so yeah, Devoth is there just uh, you know, telling stories, just telling of like the the daring adventures of the crew of the Mascador and just putting out the call for anyone that wants to join is anyone who wants to join the Mascador is welcome. We're we're recruiting new members, we're looking to expand that operation. Fame and glory are yours for the taking. Who wants some?
1: The brightly colored Tengu steps forward. And power? <laughs> <laughs> of course power. Looks like you could use a jinx eater then. I'm sorry, you kiss your mother with that mouth? <laughs> yes.
4: How? You don't have lips.
1: Well, it's like a peck. <laughs> Come here, I'll, I'll start approaching him.
4: <laughs> that, that, that's okay, that's okay. I put an arm out. So um, good luck. Yeah, that you are. Can't say we've had the Tango on board yet. It, uh, I must say, I think you'd be a welcome addition, friend.
1: Uh, and I come with, I was going to say baggage, but that seems so wrong. <laughs> uh, I'll point. I'll—I'll I'll, I'll usher the hood to come forward. This is my compatriot, My my part of my brotherhood.
5: I this is perk up the hood. <laughs> I kind of bowed a little bit, Captain. Oh, jeez, I didn't even see you there.
1: I'm used to that. He might not stand out, but he's quite good at putting down slavers. It's what we've been hunting lately.
4: Oh, you say. You're a slave hunter, huh?
1: We heard you were coming and actually came to meet you. Yes, we... nothing makes me happier than frying slavers. All right, well,
4: obviously my reputation has preceded me, so I must say you're making a very good first impression
1: that's rare (laughs) i say and laugh as i start heading
4: if scram if
3: scram's standing next to uh devoth he's gonna do like a slight eye roll
4: and just be like oh boy here we go uh what's your name friend
1: oh i stop oh uh tuck 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 i as i bow you'll notice that i do have um amongst the feathers and i have like these wooden trinkets i also have a wooden symbol and it's of a gozra that's cover it's on the side of my right shoulder okay so as i bow and turn to you and say my name you'd see that i have a symbol of gozra all right
4: i definitely take note of that but i'm not going to mention or bring it up at the moment
5: seeing Tuk-Tuk bow i would take note of that and also bow for a second time
1: uh, while i'm bowing i start eating bugs off the ground
5: <laughs> <laughs> i do not follow that
1: <laughs> I'm just curious.
4: Walsh kind of looks at you askance, like, well, there's supposed to be good luck, and if you hunt slavers, I will i guess I'll deal. <laughs>
1: just kind of to myself. All right. I, I look up and nod if I could smile at a mouthful of beetle parts. <laughs>
4: um, anyway, all right, well, whenever you're ready, get your stuff together, head down to the pier. It's kind of hard to miss my ship. It's the one with the horns.
0: Huh.
1: All right. Let's go check out the new place.
0: Yeah, at the side of the room is Cheryl, the motherfucking brotherhood. <laughs> I knew it! <laughs> Under my breath, I'm getting all investigative. I gotta find out more info about this.
5: Uh right. Andrew, do you wanna just like give the rundown of Tuck Tuck out of character? Yeah, yeah. Tell us a bit about your characters.
1: Alright, so I'll I'll go uh so Tuk Tuck, I'm gonna go into his like little bit of background stuff. Uh, in terms of his personality, I have he uh, reveres storms as holy events, so that'll be fun when we hit our first thunderstorm and I'd start praying. <laughs> um, uh, I also consider lightning, including lightning that I cast, the literal touch of my god. So I, I spread the word pretty violently. And I'm pretty superstitious, and that'll just come up when I friggin' feel like it. Sounds about right. As for my actual character, I'm a Tempest Druid and a Tengu, as mentioned. Focusing mostly on, actually, almost completely on spell casting.
4: Very nice, very nice. And that's that. All right, so Nick,
5: how about you? What's your uh, what's your new guy? What's his what's his shtick? So he's the hood, as far as you know. So he's a hobgoblin that's actually from kind of like a revered clan of hobgoblins, except he was like the runt and just just was like not aggressive enough to survive with the hobgoblins, so he got abandoned in, like, a goblin settlement. Okay. But, like, the goblins resented him just for being a hobgoblin. So he's pretty much spent his whole life just, like, ignored or, like, you know, abandoned. He doesn't really know anything good throughout his life, which is why he actually started wearing the hood to just kind of, like, hide his face. And his backstory is... He was going to be sold as a slave and Andrew's character ended up saving him. So now mm-hmm. he's like, feels compelled to pay back that debt by helping in Andrew's quest to take down slavers. Mechanically, he is a slayer. So he's basically a combination of a rogue and a ranger. And I took the archetype sniper. So basically, he deals range damage with a bow. Like, he does the damage that Manny would do, and then he's super stealthy like Lemon was, and he does sneak attack damage with the bow. And that's pretty much his whole shtick. That should be fun. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then I get like some cool traits for being a hobgoblin where like I speak goblin in common. I have dark vision. Dark vision will be nice. That's something that we were that we've definitely been lacking.
3: Scram would be doing uh detect magic on uh and you guys to see what you would possibly be bringing on board.
1: <laughs> I, I'm I'm sparkly. <laughs>
3: <laughs>
1: yeah, I got some sparkles. Uh, so scram. Uh, for me, you, the only thing that actually like is brightly shining on me is I have six wands. Okay. Uh,
3: you don't have to tell me what they are. It's just they would be like. Uh,
1: yeah, you just see I have like a a, two, a couple of pouches, some with two wands, some with one. And all the wands are, like, wrapped in leaves with feathers of different colors. And each wand has, like, there's a wand with just blue feathers on it. And another, like, color-coded. I color-code my spell wands. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a pretty bird.
5: Jeez. For the hood, uh, you would see his chest, which is a chainmail shirt, light up, his bow, and his bracers.
1: Oh, yeah, that actually does a would a plus... Number item show up as magical if it's not enchanted with a magical effect. Yes.
4: Because if it's a plus one, it means it's enchanted to be that plus one. Okay.
1: Okay. So then, yeah, I also have like uh, a lot of the bands that I'm using, quote unquote, my hype shirt would glow, and so does a small shield that's kind of in my robe.
2: Got it. Great. So do you, uh, are you saying one night, more nights at Ngozu? Um, just
4: the one night. We get, we got some recruits. We got, uh, we didn't get any infamy, but we'll 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 keep going. I did a uh, quick calculation of like just everything that we're now selling, on top of the loose money that we had
2: from Mancatcher Cove. Okay. Ooh, I'm I'm <laughs> pretty excited for this too. Here's here's the big question: how how many ways are you splitting that number? Because that uh, th- those two new guys weren't around when you guys got that treasure.
5: I know that's. Yeah, but like uh. In the past, what we did was in-game, like, we didn't, but just at a game. We gave it, like, when Joe got his shield and shit. All right, so this is
4: not counting the 10 points of plunder. Well, 13 points of plunder that we have now. Mm-hmm. And this is not counting a lot of, like, just the random stuff. Like, we'll hold on to, like, just the supply of, like, tridents and crossbows and, like, other stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Cause that's, it's all like piddly stuff. It's almost not worth selling. Yeah. So
2: like armory stuff. Yeah.
4: You know, just stuff to have on hand in case we need it. Yeah. So this is selling Cindera's rapier. Wait, um, what? No. <laughs> Isabella's rapier. Oh my God. She didn't actually steal the musket. <laughs> oh. Leave her her rapier. That reminds me too. The, uh, yeah, that musket is now like mounted above the door to the captain's cabin on the mascador. On the inside or outside? Nice. On the outside. <laughs> For long, it's not. Cinder, <laughs> 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 I got those slippery fingers. Um, but so this is Isabella's rapier. This is um selling that that plus one animal bane spear that we had from a while back that we forgot about. Mm-hmm. All of the the random loot and stuff that we got from Mancatcher Cove mm-hmm. and everything else. Uh, came to a grand total of 21,753
2: gold. That's not even enough to trade off for that one compass. (laughs) Oh, my God. (laughs) So so
4: selling all of
2: that stuff off as we
4: go is going to get each of us 4,350 gold. And again, we still have that astrolabe that would sell for another 14,000 if we want to. And we still have 10 points of plunder, which could be upwards of another 15,000 gold. But we'll sell that once we get to Port Peril and actually figure out
2: how much we get from it. All right, cool. So at what point are you planning on returning to Tidewater Rock? uh, Or are you just going to keep going to the next location until... Yeah, we'll we'll hit the next port. Mm -hmm. And then I will send
4: Sandera with the internship back to Tidewater Rock to essentially staff that place out. Mm -hmm. And then have her kind of catch up with us. Okay. At like, you know, a couple stops ahead, just sail straight up to the couple of spots to see, to find us.
2: Okay. All right, cool. So you guys go as Hell Isle. Yep. Okay. Uh, specifically, Little
4: Opera. So give me those Intimidate checks to assist, please.
1: Intimidate, you say? Yes. I guess Lemon would do it? Yes. No. <laughs> Lemon got a 30. Holy and shit. 20. Thanks. I am Ooh. extremely
5: intimidating as a rat today. I got an
4: 11 <laughs> the minus minus 1. Uh, 5. Okay. So I got plus 4 from Lemon and the Hood. So that's a 27 plus the 4 is a 31.
2: Maybe hey, Lemon should have led this one.
4: So that's a total of 31. That gives us one more Infamy and Distribute. Woo! Puts us up to 18.
2: Alright, so you doing any recruiting? You've gotten 12 new recruits... Two of which are new PCs. Right. Why not? We'll do a little more recruiting. Give me uh bluff checks this time. Now I'll remind you for recruiting, you guys can all make your own recruitment checks. Or this you is can also true. or you can all assist one person. It's up to you. Oh, Already.
1: Lemon will go out and recruit on his
2: own. Yeah. So um, yeah,
4: Lemon and Devoth will each probably go out recruiting because we're the the social ones. Okay. I'll go with
2: Lemon. Oh. Ooh. Twenty.
1: All right, that gives me a
2: twenty-seven. Well, Scram! Meet the DC. Unfortunately, he was rolling to assist. So, <laughs> all right. So, Lemon gets himself some recruits. Six more recruits. What's going on with this D four?
4: This has been fantastic. Did the recruitment die. <laughs>
2: <laughs> so yeah, minus minus the PCs, you guys now have sixteen new recruits. Yeah. So, what's your plan now? So now Sandera
4: is going to take I guess, those new recruits and uh, go take them back to Tidewater Rock to garrison the place.
2: Okay. It's going to be cozy in there with 16 yeah, new recruits. Um,
4: <laughs> I'm going to leave it up to her discretion as to who to leave to actually garrison the place. And, like, you know, I'll tell her, like, leave however many you think will be sufficient and just add the rest to her
2: crew. Okay. She... Salutes you and uh, takes the internship <laughs> south. And you all continue to the Ushinawa Isles. You go to Genzi. Yes. How many days? Oh, Jesus. <laughs> one.
4: I, mean, these... I get a feeling it's going to be one day to hop from, from place to place here. Yeah, every just time. Okay. just
2: looking at it, you're looking at a one day trip between any, except for the, like, the, there's three settlements on the Ushinawa Isles. Like, you could feasibly hit all three ports in one day. Okay. Just let me know when those pop up if they
4: do. Well, okay. I mean, if we're doing infamy checks, we're going to be doing each of these settlements separately, so it'll be a day for each settlement, oh. and you could easily just do a day of crafting every
5: time for that. That's true. Got it. Yeah. So
2: first up is Genzi. Cheryl, here's your here's your stop if you're uh if the pirating life is already too much for you.
0: Uh no, but I am in full swing of who the fuck are these people. <laughs> the thing that's really kept me uh, around and excited is they did just pay me 4000 Yeah. <laughs> so the terror of what I just went through was pretty fucking worth. <laughs> Although I'm an investigator, not a money man. So now, now I got to turn this fortune into uh, more investigative powers. <laughs> turn
2: this fortune into more horrors to come. <laughs> yeah. All right so yeah let's see that genzi infamy check yep give me some
4: intimidation please for assisting yes eight all right so, so i got a plus six so my 22 is a 28
2: Ah, uh, get fucked and Damn i can't use scrams. my gallant
4: inspiration on that because <laughs> nope. it's not a skill check or i mean actually it is a skill check
2: Alright, fine. If you want to spend spells on your infamy check, I guess, go yeah, ahead. Yeah, do it. Yeah, That's going to make it. <laughs> I would say roll it for real because you could go up to the next threshold if you roll high enough. Yeah, that's
4: another six.
2: And I think you did.
4: So that brings it up to uh, 34. 34. So you yeah. get two infamy. <laughs> wow.
5: Worth it. Yep. yep. There's the
2: that 15. brings
4: us up to 20.
2: Or like, the, <laughs> like the last, like the closing statement of your, uh, like your, your infamy speech and you're like What's the word? What's the word, gallon inspiration? What's the word? <laughs> oh, right. Pirates. <laughs> and everyone's like, ooh. <laughs> I had no idea where he was going with that. <laughs> that really brought it together. I'm, I'm on board with this guy. So that brings you up to 30, right? Uh, 20, yes. Uh, that brings you up to 20, yep. <laughs> nah, I say 30. <laughs> Let's vote I say it. you're a dirty liar, Tom. <laughs> I say so, too. The the max infamy you can ever have is four times your current level.
4: So right now we could have up to twenty eight infamy yeah. as our max. Yes, uh, yeah, we'll see about that. So let's see if we can max
2: ourselves out by the time we get to Port Peril. Okay, I was gonna say, you, you, <laughs> you just you 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 just uh, completed your side quest, but yeah, if you want to keep going, let's do it. So next day you go to Robu.
4: Infamy, infamy,
2: infamy. 90 Ow. twenty, uh, which is. 2020.
4: 20. Oh, God. He's 16. <laughs> All right. So I got a plus four.
0: Never mind the ones and twos in the chat. So that's a 27
4: right. plus four is 31. There so that know. does it. Or up to 21.
5: Should you do your greatness th- again? I was going to say. Might, say, might yeah. as well might inspiration. As well.
2: Another five. <laughs> There's another two. Oh, uh, yeah. Two infamy instead of one. And we go All back right. to bed. Back to bed. Next day. Zabo. Infamy. Infamy.
1: Oh, 27.
2: 12.
1: Three. Eight.
2: <laughs> All right.
4: So that's another plus four. That's a 26. Gives me 30.
5: And great. And do your thing.
4: Plus that is another six is 36. That's another two infamy. Huzzah. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. So wow. we're up to
2: 24. <laughs> All right. I, I mean, I was about to say you've like you've done everything you can at the Ushinao Isles, but you can get up to five infamy per. Settlement, if you want, but no, as long as you're moving on, yeah, I'm ready to move on. Onto <laughs> Mo- Motaku Island. First up is Boggs Bridge. Infamy, infamy, infamy. It. Nope. Yeah. Seventeen
4: <laughs> plus four again. That's an eighteen for a twenty-two. And I'll do the Gallon Inspiration. You, it's not impossible. Plus oh my God. seven, it's thirty.
0: <laughs> 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 One more infamy. <laughs> infamy. Infamy. Plus seven 17. is actually twenty-nine,
2: <laughs> which matches exactly. All oh, right, still.
0: Ty goes us because we were rolling.
2: <laughs> He's learning. He's actually right. <laughs> Hooray! Infamy. <laughs> Next stop is Lily White. Infamy. Seventeen. Oh, we're not doing it anymore. Damn it! Infamy. Right. Infamy. Infamy! No, no, you ruined it.
4: <laughs> Sorry. So this is at a plus six. So it's oh! a thirty-one. Is gonna do plus it. four is thirty-six. It's another 35. plus five. Thirty-five. Thirty-five. Sorry, You're supposed to be our calculator, Matt. <laughs> I'm all excited. <laughs> so we're up to twenty-seven <laughs> infamy
2: right now. Okay, uh, so one really more with? ought to do it. On to rapier Bay. Infamy. 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 infamy! Sixteen.
1: Seventeen. Yes.
2: Oh shit! Oh, oh we're maxing oh, out the yeah. assist. Yes.
4: Plus eight. Everybody. Twenty-one
1: plus eight is twenty-nine. Infamy! <laughs> infamy! <laughs> Wait, do the spell.
2: Well, the most you yeah, can I get know. is one. That's what you guys got. But fuck it. Oh, <laughs> hooray! Nice. He could have gotten two. We overfilled it. We threw We're going to somebody sp- next to us in the dock. We overclocked our infamy. <laughs> you're going to scroll that disrepute. Nice. So now that you guys have maxed out your infamy, congrats! By the way, that took us what ten minutes. <laughs> croup is so proud of you guys <laughs> just in time for sandera to catch up i guess okay
4: oh perfect
2: i assume the next plan is to head to
4: port peril yep, yep. i mean we'll we'll continue this just like our tour of the shackles but we don't need to okay. actively stop at every port now okay so
2: you guys are still stopping doing your like spreading oh, yeah. the word of the mask infamy, infamy. <laughs> <laughs> or else let's see then cut to four days later <laughs>
3: Scram halfway through this uh he presents Devoth with a um with a belt of wait for it belt of physical might. Ooh. Oh. And uh you get plus 2 on any two physical uh ability scores. Wow. Ooh. Uh-huh. For how Dick. much gold? Can you pay it? 5000. <laughs> <laughs> i've got four thousand
4: <laughs>
2: but we're also about to sell a bunch of shit so uh hold on a second you gotta make that spellcraft check oh yes, and do. a belt of physical right. might is caster level twelfth. so it's a dc 17
0: wait is, is there a chance he fucks this up yep yep All and then it. what
4: happens
2: well if he fail, if he fails it by five or more i believe
4: if he fails it by five or more the item is cursed
2: oh really oh, yes oh yeah. Please. I guess, I've so, if he, so. If more. he fails it by one through four, he wastes the time and resources spent, including the gold, yep, uh, to make it. Perfect. Fortunately, it's usually a pretty simple DC. Like seventeen's uh, not that. It's a spellcraft check, right? Yeah. yeah. Uh, What's your spellcraft? Uh, 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 Fifteen. Yeah. So, so get, don't get it too, it. or else.
3: That's a natural twenty.
0: Ooh. Oh, oh is it super uncursed? <laughs>
3: Yeah. <laughs> Not a single curse.
0: It's like, Financial it's 20.
3: immaculate. It's just like my first
2: prize, like,
3: I made this.
2: It's, it's got like a, it's got like a bullhead belt buckle oh, right in the middle of it. And nice, it's just ready.
4: All right. So Devoth will supply the 4,000 that has so far and a thousand of whatever we sell next time. Yeah. So, like, I will, like, I'm paying for it, but I just only have 4,000 of it at the moment.
2: <laughs> okay. So, what two stats? I don't this know. This is the plus Scram, two.
4: what two stats are they? Oh, I have to call it, don't I? You
3: made it. I'll let you decide. Uh, It's going to be strength and con. Good choice. All right. Which, unfortunately, I think makes Devoth
4: exceed me in health. Uh, <laughs> that brings my, my max HP up to 47.
2: Yep. <laughs> Aw. What a nice guy. <laughs> so Esgrave is bequeathing this belt to Devoth. You hear from the crow's nest. Approaching ship. Coming, coming from straight ahead. Whatever the nautical term to that would be. All right. I'm going to pull out the fire glass and take a
4: look. Okay. Give me a knowledge local check. I'm going to take a 20
2: on it as a standard action for a 24. Okay. You recognize... The sails belonging to Tessa Fairwind. You know that Tessa Fairwind is the ruling lady of Quent and also one of the most popular uh, pirate lords in the Shackles. She has dozens and dozens of ships under her banner. Mm -hmm. And if the Hurricane King were to fall off a cliff, Tessa Fairwind would be a popular choice for his successor. Okay. Those are the sails you see in the far glass. All right. I'm going
4: to call Lemon over.
1: What can I do for you, Duvall?
4: Well, I wanted to talk to you uh, before we got to Port Peril, and uh, it seems like our welcoming committee may be drawing in, so now seems as good a time as any. First, I wanted to thank you for, uh, for making sure everything got done back on Tidewater Rock. I appreciate that. I was in a dark place, and you kept things running smoothly, and I appreciate that very much.
1: We all felt the loss, Captain. I knew what you needed. I'm glad I could help. <laughs> Kill that guy! <laughs> Eavesdropper. So, I just, uh, I wanted
4: to show that appreciation for you by letting you know I'm naming you first mate.
1: Oh. 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 Cap- Captain, uh, of course. Anything the Mascador needs. Thank you.
4: You've been an extremely valuable addition to this crew, and, uh,. I have to think, for all of the the use you've been giving me and for as good of a friend and ally as you were to Manny specifically I think I think this is right. if something were to happen to me, I think the Mascador is
1: in would be served best in your hands i'll I'll be sure to prove to you that you didn't make a mistake. sweet
4: all right, so with that done, we
2: prepare to uh parlay with Tessa Fairwind. Okay. So the ship comes alongside yours. You don't see anyone that might be Tessa Fairwind. Instead, you see captaining the ship is a man with long black hair and he's got like these kind of out of place like very impressive if gaudy like golden eagle pauldrons. Looks like like clearly of some other naval uh, force, mm. and yet, captaining the ship, and he has a peg leg. As it c- slows to a stop, he calls over, "Hail, Captain Merrill Pegsworthy of Lady Tessa Fairwind, requesting permission to come aboard." Yeah, uh, okay. have the ship uh, <laughs> just stop and yeah, send over a gangplank. Like, "I permission granted." He hobbles over, step thunk, step thunk, <laughs> step thunk. Step thunk. He he steps up to Devoth, gives him, like, a, a, a quick bow. He says, Captain, I presume? You may. Well, may I get your name, Captain? Captain Devoth Songcleaver. He says, Ah, I've, <laughs> I've heard of you. You guys are really blowing up around here. Well, as it is, and in, I guess especially in your case, I've been charged by Lady Tessa to search suspicious ships for chelish spies. Hmm. Now, you, based on your heading, I suppose I can assume are heading to Port Peril and are about to fix this issue, but in the meantime, it remains one. You're not a free captain of the Shackles.
4: Not as of yet, no.
2: Well, as it stands, that leaves you suspicious. I need to search your quarters and ensure that you're not harboring any enemies of the Shackles. Once I've completed my search and I'm satisfied that you hold none... You'll be free to go. Very well. We
4: we have no chelish spies on my boats. You may conduct your search, but I will accompany you around my ship. Ah, as you will, Captain, as you will. I will mention you right now, one of my officers, my carpenter, he is Chalaxian. What? <laughs> we found him shipwrecked on an island out in the Fever Sea months ago. That's the they perfect don't, cover. He has been a valuable ally these last few months, and... He even was instrumental in us taking the treasure of Mancatcher Cove. But I wanted to be upfront about it since you're on the hunt for some chelish spies. Mm.
2: Well, I appreciate that, Captain. I'll be having a word with your carpenter before the end of my search. And he proceeds to just kind of Nazi-style search your ship, like, knock on the walls, look for hidden compartments. When he finishes up with that, he's kind of gone through every level, gone through the officer's quarters, gone through the captain's quarters makes you stop and go on any of those places. No. Nice. No,
4: like, I'll accompany him to make sure he's not just being a dick and, mm. or, like, trying to plant stuff,
2: but, mm. yeah. Okay. Goes in every room, checks everything, empties out all the bags of holding, throws the contents into the ocean. Hey. <laughs> no! <laughs>
0: <laughs>
1: nice! Gets his ass kicked.
2: <laughs> he says, uh, why don't you, why don't you show me to this, uh, chelish carpenter of yours? All
4: right. So I'll just kind of I'll invite Aaron and Pegsworthy into the captain's cabin for a conversation. Aaron says, "What's all this about, Captain?" Uh, this this gentleman here—I'm sure you've seen him. He's searching the ships. He he works for uh, Lady Tessa Fairwind. She's the uh, the lady of Quent. No, oh, I've never heard of her. You're not helping yourself. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but I guess uh, they have heard tale heard tell of some Chelish spies infiltrating some ships in the shackles. So I made sure I told this man that you were Chalaxian, but you had more than definitely earned my trust these past few months, but he wished to speak with you himself.
2: Oh, very well, Captain. So they have a conversation that I will not be switching accents and voices to hold. Uh,
1: he
2: he asked Aaron, like, when, when did he come to the Shackles? Like, What was his business? Aaron says that he was on a chalice ship, the Infernus. They're a, me- a merchant vessel. You, you you do notice that Aaron does fail to mention that part of their cargo was ghouls <laughs> and you know, that he asked uh, the circumstances to being shipwrecked uh, circumstances for getting off the Island and what he's done ever since. And it lines up with, you know, everything you'd expect him to answer as, you know, the stuff that we did together. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, Merrill says that, sh- that should be fine. I know you're all not, you're not all bad. You're not all devil-worshiping maniacs. So I won't I won't hold your country of origin against you. Takes all kinds here in the shackles. Captain Devoth, I thank you for your cooperation. Uh, so I guess I'll wish you a good day from here and wish you smooth sailing to Port Peril and good luck on becoming free captains.
4: I appreciate that. Uh, one quick question before you go. Yes. Something's kind of on my mind. Um, if we had been a, a ship, if I had been a free captain already, What would have happened?
2: Well, I do still search free captains, but you being a well-known captain yourself, and also not a free captain, made you a bit more of a wild card. Free captains, for the most part, have allegiances here and there. You can track their loyalties. You? You might be the most dangerous pirate in the shackles right now, because nobody knows where you stand, but you're still very well-known nonetheless, At least as well-known as you can be without actually becoming a free captain. (laughs) Yes,
4: well, ideally we'll be fixing that in the next few days. I wish you (laughs) luck on your hunt, sir.
2: I appreciate it. So tell me, have you ever heard of the Aether? I can't say that I have. Ah, well, it's a very mysterious force, the Aether. Binds everything together. Holds everything apart simultaneously. It's what helps me conduct my searches. Guides me, you see. I can... Grab hold of the aether, and it tells me who's doing what and where. Let me show you. He's got like a, like a head, like a cloth wrapped around his forehead, mm-hmm. and he lowers it to his eyes, and he stands there. He kind of like takes a defensive stance. He's like, "Go ahead, take a swing at me."
4: Uh, what? Uh, I, why?
2: Right? He like he like points to his cheek. He's like, "Right here on the jaw. See if you can land a punch." All right. <laughs> no, I, yeah. I'll, I take a swing at him. All right. Make an attack roll. Eleven. So you wind <laughs> back and you take a swing and he kind of like ducks underneath it. And when he like stands back up straight, his face is like, he's so incredibly impressed that he actually dodged your punch. And he like takes what? his his blindfold off. And he's like, did you see that? <laughs> <laughs> did you?
1: <I> saw that.
2: <laughs>
1: of course I did. I harnessed the power of the aether. I told you. I'm going to get up in his face about this, this thing. I'm super curious about his blindfold. He's telling me that he can commune with spirits and find people and dodge punches blindfolded. I am all up in that magical (laughs) man's face.
2: Okay. How did you do that? I harness the power of the aether. It's uh, it's. Let me smell it. Interrupt him. (laughs) Okay. Can I roll a?
1: (laughs) (sighs) Smells like cloth.
2: Oh, the it has nothing to do with the cloth, my friend. It's all (laughs) in here, and he points to his forehead.
3: I smell that too.
2: (laughs) Smells a little sweaty.
3: Do I know anything about Are the you... aether?
2: Uh, make a knowledge planes roll. Ten. Uh, I know fifteen worth. You've heard of the ethereal plane, but that's kind of the the best you can come up with as far as the connection goes. Cheryl, you you know that the ethereal plane overlaps the material plane. It's actually how spellcasters do a lot of uh, teleportation traveling. They ah. they actually. They don't just vanish into thin air and then reappear where they want to go. They usually use the
0: ethereal plane to travel very quickly. I gotcha. So you when know someone if... blinks out of existence, they're actually doing like a little scoot. Like, ah, gotta get yeah. there.
2: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> they're, they're
4: plane hopping.
2: Yeah. Now, you don't really know exactly what this guy's doing or if he's even doing anything at all and just kind of hamming mm-hmm. up his absolute luck at dodging Devoth's punch. But right. you think maybe there could be something to... The fact that the ethereal plane is overlapped with the material plane, maybe if somebody had unique enough connection to it, they could see the material plane from the ethereal plane without looking themselves on the material plane. It's kind of like the the best you can come up with for any sort of hypothesis. Can I roll a sense motive on
5: this dude to see if he's just bullshitting his luck? Yeah, I was about to do the same thing. (laughs) Yeah, 19 for Devoth. 12 for the hood. So, uh... Devoth,
2: you're kind of sensing that while this guy might, what this guy's talking about might have some basis in some obscure form of martial arts or something, and maybe he's kind of doing it, he's at best a novice right now at what he's trying to do. Okay, It wouldn't be a stretch to think that he asks every captain he searches to take a swing at him, and you're probably the first one he's dodged.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I'm guessing
5: with a 12, I don't realize that. You do not. I'm tempted to notch an arrow and shoot you that. I'm just like in amazement that he can do this. <laughs> See if you right.
2: <laughs> I'm not going to, but... <laughs> Hit th- him with the matrix. so <laughs> Dodge this. <laughs> uh, all right, so Meryl uh, bid you a final farewell and uh, he uh, continues sailing north on his ship. And you all, meanwhile, sail south or sail east and eventually south through Desperation Bay where you finally mm. reach... Port peril, and we'll see you next week. Yeah, nice.
0: infamy, infamy. infamy. See, ya. See, ya. see
2: ya, see ya, When you say everyone, <laughs> I hear everyone else. Because <laughs> as usual, Matt doesn't even consider himself to be on the same level as yeah. the rest yeah. of you. <laughs>